up next we're going to talk about the story that dominated uh, the social media talk especially this past weekend whether South African players in England uh, uh, did not take the knee the rugby players there and uh, we will uh, get to that after this Tabiso Musiya on SAFM and uh, let's now uh, find out more about uh, this story. And we are joined on the line by uh, UK sports writer Jack uh, Dimenevis, who joins us on the line. He covered the story about players not taking the knee. Uh, Jack, uh, good evening from us here in South Africa. Thank you very much for taking our call. Hi, Teresa. Good evening. How are you? We are fine. Thanks, Jack. Uh, thank, thank, thank you very much for speaking to us uh, today. We, firstly, what was your reaction when, uh, a lo- well, a lot of South Africans were caught by surprise when the pics came out on social media, but what was your reaction? I caught wind that this may be happening before the game. Um, so I spoke to a few people at Harlequins and also Sale Sharks, who were the two teams in the first game back as the Premiership has been stopped for the last five months. And I, I kind of discovered that although some players were planning on taking a knee for sale, the ones that weren't were largely the entire South African contingent. And then there were three other players who decided not to as well. And I just felt that I was uneasy with how that would look because of what we what we have seen in the past with South Africa's issues with racism and apartheid. And it, it doesn't really send the right image of unity when we discovered that a number of players within the sales squad who were taking the knee asked the other players to take a knee with them. So I feel like by asking, it, there wasn't that unity because they decided not to do that. Whereas on the other side, you had Harlequins who had the same issue. There were some players that were going to take a knee and they asked their teammates if they would show solidarity with them and, and take a knee. And they decided to make a team decision to all take a knee together. And I felt it sent out two different messages from the two t- different teams. And it also seems like it was not only those eight at sale, uh, uh, Jack. There was also Franz Fenter at Worcester and Ruan Ackermann at Gloucester. Is it a coincidence then that so many South Africans did not take the knee? Or do you think it could have been coordinated? There does seem to be a a reason that uh, South Africans in the Premiership decided against it. Um, There was also Vincent Cock and Michael Rhodes at Saracens. Um, Mm. The reasons we don't know yet, because, because of the coronavirus protocols here we're not allowed as much access as we usually have with the players so trying to bump into them and grab them for a talk you're not able to do that you're not allowed to interact with them unless it's on a um, video uh, press conference after the game so we haven't been able to ask them directly but from the people we have been able to talk to a lot of them have uh, put it down to religious reasons that a lot of them who are religious will only bow or only kneel down to god um, now, as I'm, I'm not a religious man myself, I, I, I do struggle to understand that because I don't really know the beliefs behind that. And I, I do feel that it, it's kind of a separate issue to that. Uh, I don't feel that religion and race should go hand in hand. I think they're separate issues. So it, it does become hard here, especially where we are a, a, a nation of multi, multiple religions and multiple races to then start having one dictate the other. And I, I believe that became an issue. Some are saying that, but the players were wearing rugby against racism t-shirts. Some some say it's a way of showing support to the movement. They don't have to take the knee. How do you respond to that? I, I generally think that's okay um, in terms of they are committed to trying to join this new campaign store, uh, started by Premiership Rugby. The Rugby Against Racism campaign was launched last Wednesday and it has 
a member of each team in the Premiership included, along with past players Hugo Monnier and James Bailey. So you have some some really good names there who are contributing to how the league should show their message against racism. So I don't really want to sit here and tell them how they should be doing it because they've got enough voices there to decide how to do it. But the problem I have is when you've got players who are asking for solidarity to, to take a knee, I'm yet to receive a, a valid reason why people should not take a knee. A lot, a lot of people who are against it here, um, they look back to how it's been politicised and it's been linked with Marxism. And I, I don't really understand that because when you strip it back, it, Black Lives Matter just means that it, it's fighting for racial equality. It's fighting for black people who have had it much harder than white people who have been in privileged positions in certain countries. Now, this is not all countries, of course, but this is what's currently happening in the United Kingdom. And we do have to accept that at the moment, the United Kingdom has a problem with racial equality. And that's why all of these sports, from football to motor racing to rugby union, is taking measures to support Black Lives Matter. So if someone could tell me why they don't want to take a knee and it, and it feels valid, then I would understand it. But at the moment, I can't understand it. And um, wh- how do you make of how the Premiership has handled this? Obviously, they had a stance on, on, on Black Lives Matter, but they, they seem to have left it to the clubs then to decide how they take it forward further. Yeah, that, that's been a very controversial talking point over the last week. It was announced last Wednesday, and by the time uh, 24 hours had passed on Thursday, the Exeter Chiefs director of rugby, Rob Baxter, had already criticised the Premiership for it. He said um, that they'd hung the players out to dry because by making each player or each club select their view, it's all going to be different. And when it's different, it doesn't look united, it looks bad, and we end up with this situation that we have now where you have players in teams that nil and players who don't. And if you look across the, the range of the 12 clubs that played at the weekend, some stood in circles, some stood in hearts, some in lines, some in huddles. It was very confusing. You you didn't really know what they were trying to convey because they all had a different message. So while I commend the clubs for doing something about it because essentially the Premiership elected to leave it for the clubs, I feel that Premiership themselves have opened themselves up to criticism. And rightly so. They should have taken the lead on this as the Premier League did. The The English Premier League said we would like all players to take a knee before every game remaining this season. All Premier League players said they are more than happy to do that. They did it. There was no controversy. And it just looked it looks like solidarity. It looked what it should mean, that everyone is united in fighting racism. Mm-hmm. And when you end up with people who are and aren't taking a knee, you end up with an image that doesn't quite look like everyone is fighting racism. And I, I struggle to accept that because I don't think we should accept that. Okay, we've got a voice note here. We're speaking to Jack uh, Dimenevis, who is a sports news correspondent for The Independent, and he covered this story of uh, the South Africans not uh, taking the knee in uh, in this past weekend in English Rugby's Premiership. But we've got a voice note here that's come through on 0614104107. Good evening, Tabiso. Uh, this is GEA from Cape Town, Tabiso. Uh, I think the reason behind the South African not taking the knee down uh during the match it's because of uh what is happening currently on the uh, cricket sa uh, body the reason why they think uh, the whites are being targeted that's why they didn't take the knees 
that's how I see it. It's because of what is happening on the cricket cricket side as well. They think it's going to happen also there by the rugby side. That's what I think, Tabiso. Okay, thanks for that. We'll just take a quick break and we'll continue after this. I'm Sishez Galala, the premier of KwaZulu-Natal. In August, every year, we commemorate Women's Day and Women's Month as a fitting tribute to the struggle waged by South African women against the oppressive apartheid system. We remember women of all racial groups, led by struggle stalwarts Lillian Gui, Helen Joseph, Rahima Musa, and Sophie Williams. It was on August 9 in 1956 that the women stood united as a solid rock against oppression and coined the phrase, Watinta Abafazi, Watinta Imbogoto. You have struck a woman, you have struck a rock. As we commemorate Women's Month, we encourage all women to pause and reflect about the important role they have to play as we continue to build this country. Let us grow KwaZulu Natal together. SFM. Guided by the advice of our health experts, the Medical Advisory Committee, and after consultation with provincial and local government, Cabinet has decided to place the entire country on alert level 2, with effect from midnight on Monday, the 17th of August 2020. The move to level 2 means that we can remove nearly all of the restrictions on the resumption of economic activity across most industries. Economic activity will be allowed with the necessary and appropriate stringent health protocols and safety precautions in place. Therefore, the following changes will take place with effect from under level two. All restrictions on interprovincial travel will be lifted, accommodation, Hospitality venues and tours will be permitted according to approved protocols to ensure social distancing. SFM, your COVID-19 lockdown talk radio station. These are the whispers that cannot be understood by the untrained ear. You can't make out exactly what is being said. We, on the other hand, Hear detailed plans involving plotting, scheming, conspiring, manipulating. They've got big plans for their big pockets. And that's where the big problems begin. When tenders are granted to give people access to water, but funds are used for exactly the opposite. An unfortunate reminder of how even in 2020, the corrupt few still benefit at the expense of the many. Corruption fuels inequality in our country. Let's make inequality history. Report corruption at corruptionwatch.org.za or WhatsApp 072-013-5569. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Wrapping up our conversation with Jack. Jack, the, the other argument is that there were other players, English players that did not take the knee. Why is the focus then on the South Africans? Does it go back to what you were saying in your article that we just can't ignore history and with all eight South Africans not taking the knee, it just does not look good at all? Yeah, I I think the the first point on that is I was keen to point out the the players who weren't doing it. You know, one of those is one of England's most famous players at the moment in Manu Tuolagi. And for his reasons, they are 
religious. Uh, they are the reasons that I mentioned before the advert break, that he doesn't want to take a knee to anyone else other than God. And that counts for a number of other Polynesian England players uh, in the Premiership. Billy Van Apollo at Saracen did the same. He didn't take a knee for that reason. Um, but the problem that I had was South Africa's history with apartheid. And you, we know there's been work to combat that in the last 20, 30 years. But we know we're not there yet. We know that there is still incredible suffering among the black community in South Africa. That's not to say that there is no suffering among the white community in South Africa, but it, it is imbalanced. The, the living conditions are, are very different when you compare townships to the city. And when you look at the farms, farmers compared to those underprivileged, it, it doesn't add up that you can then have this image of privileged white South African athletes who are standing and not joining their teammates who have asked them to, to kneel with them. It almost feels like there is a, a reason there for them to oppose that. And by all, all means, we need to give them the chance to explain it. Mm. Um, that, that, wasn't a, that wasn't a piece written to condemn them for it, but it was a piece to highlight it, that this is the image of English rugby that is going out around the world because in a lot of countries, rugby still hasn't restarted. So the world is watching and English rugby is sending out this mixed message that... Yes, we can say that we all fight racism together, but what people see without, without the words is they see a very divided sport. So I, I just felt it needed to be addressed. It needed to be brought up. It needs to be questioned, and if the answers are, are justified, then it, it basically puts it to bed. You then know that everyone is united against racism. They have their reasons, but they're, they're all together and ready to combat it and hopefully make the sport more diverse and more inclusive, because that is an issue that we have in English rugby. It is a very male, white, dominated sport. So we, we, this is not a South Africa-only issue. This is a, a worldwide issue in rugby union, particularly in England. And hopefully this Rugby Against Racism campaign will help to bring that diversity that the sport has needed for quite some time. Okay, Jack, thank you very much for speaking to us and for your insight here. Uh, we're going to follow, we're going to continue on that story and we're also going to follow up and find out exactly what has happened here or what was going on in their minds. But thanks for speaking to us in South Africa. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, that is uh, Jack there, uh, Dimenevis, uh, who is a sports news correspondent for The Independent. Let's bring it closer to home and speak to um, Vata Angobeni here, who is the ENCA sports editor and well-known rugby writer, of course, um, Jack of all trade, actually, Vata Angobeni. Vata, good evening and thank you for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Evening, Tabiso, to you and to your listeners. Thanks, but for you, what was your reaction to those to those pictures? Initially, we saw the pictures from the from the boys at sale, and then it came out that there were actually more of them in the premiership that did not take the knee. More South Africans. Um, Tabizo, it it, ooh, it it felt like a punch in the you know to the gut. Um, firstly, one was not waiting for something like that, um, and in as much as I've said that I've, uh, I will, oh, well, I was surprised. But I was also not surprised, you know. Um, I think, you know, having worked with rugby in, in the last 18 years, um, you know, as much as you don't want to see such things happening, but rugby has taught us, or the people that are involved in rugby, 
have taught us that uh, the sport that was used to divide us and maybe 1995 used to, to, to unite us, um, you know, it doesn't want to let go of its previous image. It, it keeps on wanting to hold on to a past that is so illegitimate, so, so, so bad in its construct that, you know, again, you know, Tabiso, you know, it, 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 it's left me wondering that what happened on the 2nd of November last year was it, was it just a pipe dream uh, coming to life for a few days um, and in life has now gone back to normal in South African rugby or I've used just a few rotten apples, you know, in a, in a system that is really trying its best to, to, put its, to put a good image of South Africa forward. I asked Jack uh, from uh, The Independent, who we spoke to now, the UK rugby writer, if he felt it was coordinated because it was not only those eight, but we saw Vincent Koch was another one, uh, Ruan Ackerman and even Swayze Fenter, even though his team, Worcester, had said that they must take the knee. He was the one that didn't take the knee. Do you also think then that they could have called each other and, and discussed this? Um, Tabiso, just by, by looking at the fact, you mentioned now three different teams. And what they have, those three teams, out of the players that did not take the knee, the, the common thread is that the greater majority are South African. Mm. Um, if they don't think the same, Tadiso, it leaves me with only one thing, that they, it's coordinated. They, they, they planned it or, and they probably hold each other. You know? Um, there's not too many other reasons to why that would have happened. It's not like, and even if they, 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 they believe in the same thing, you know, another thing in common is that they're all white. Mm. And for me as a black South African, um, you know, it, 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 it just arouses certain things in me that, you know, that, that bring back a very painful past in this, um, in this country. You call them the rotten apples, but um, is it not up to an individual's right to decide if they want to take the knee or not? Well, Tabizo, as much as it's, it's the right to, and, and, and to hold an opinion as well, mm. you know, um, it's important that whatever opinion you hold is not one that infringes upon the rights of others. Um, I think people fought and died in this country for everyone to be equal and to be free. Um, and we are told, we are reminded constantly that within those Bill of Rights and the Constitution that this country has, and the freedom of which you all have, that with it comes the responsibility. Is your then, you know, right, you know, to exercise your opinion and views undermines the rights of other people? I've got an issue with that. You know, someone else may not have an issue, but I've got a, an issue with that. And I say they're rotten apples because, you know, they, they, they clearly do not understand when you sit and say that we want to eradicate racism from sport. Not from just rugby, from sport in society throughout the world. You know, taking the knee is, you know, part of people rebuking racism in, in, in sport and in society. So once you don't do that, that means you agree, or you, you are part of, the, of those who endorse it. You are condoning racism. Because if you are not, if you are not rebuking it, and you are not condemning it, then you are condoning it. There is no middle ground. And this is where the, my, my biggest problem is, is that there are people who say, I'm not a racist. However, what about the farmers? However, what about the other lives? No one is saying that black lives matter at the cost of other lives. 
everyone is saying that all the other lives have always mattered. We want black lives to also matter. Does it also not fly in the face of that uh, slogan, Vata, that we were accustomed to before and during the World Cup, stronger together, we are one nation, unity and all of that, and then these guys go and do this overseas? The saddest part, the saddest part, Tadiso, is that a Lodiacha, a Fafdiklak, a Vincent Koch, were part of a Springbok team that won the World Cup, winning it on the premise that they were doing it for the 55 or 57 million South Africans, where their coach, Rasi Erasmus, in the week of the World Cup final, spoke about pressure and the fact that playing in the World Cup final is not pressure for them. Because pressure is waking up in a country where you don't know where your next move is going to come from, where you're not sure that you're going to be alive at the end of the day. Rasi Erasmus was, was, was referring to the reality that many South Africans a majority of which are black Africans, go through in, in this country. And that team, those players, specifically the ones I've mentioned, said they were part of that. And today, they're the ones that do not recognize, you know, the injustices that have been meted out against black people in general, in society, and in sport, coming from a country like South Africa, where not so long ago, not so long ago, Tadizu, I'm not talking, this is less than three decades ago, mm. Racism was the order of the day. The black Africans were disenfranchised in this country and could not participate in any form of sport that represented their country. Okay, we've got and a, today, yeah, yeah. those players who ran under the banner stronger together are now standing and refusing to take a knee because to me, to me that is how it comes across, is that divided is how they want rapid to continue. Yeah, and like Jack was telling us, the UK writer there, that it's actually an embarrassment to English rugby because they wanted to put out a united face and a united stance uh, with the eyes of the world watching them on their return weekend. And then this happened. We've got a voice note, though, for Vatang. We're talking to Vatango Beni, if you've just joined us. Tabiso Musia, Aubrey from Cape Town. Hope you are well, my brother, man. Look. Some time ago, I made this point and I, I heard you playing the clip, but you obviously didn't finish it because I exceeded the time. But this is the, this is the thing. This cricket thing, um, it latches on to other forms of uh, behavior by our white counterparts in this country. There is the risk of that's attached to reconciliation. You see, because we've reconciled with these people, these people are under the impression that we've condoned what they've done to us. Every time you speak to a white person, you will hear this person talk about, but we as whites also suffered under under the Anglo-Boer War, forgetting what they've been doing to black people for the last 350 years. And that position has been solidified by their attitudes because they've done it longer than is humanly comprehensible. These people are wrong in all respects. They don't respect a fellow human being. And that is what they must be told. It's just a pity that I'm sure some of them don't even listen to the show. <laughs> when this debate started? Okay, I'm not sure what happened there. Apologies for that. Vata, the Springbok captain, Siakolisi, came out in support of Black Lives Matter. I seem to remember Saru also making their stance very clear here. Does then this not take us backwards then, considering what's been said or, or the strides made by SA Rugby? 
at times it, it certainly does take us backwards, you know, and and I think we must go backwards. We need to go back to where the, all of all of this started, you know, and because I don't think it's been addressed adequately. We're seeing what's happening in cricket. Cricket is completely unraveling, but it, it's got to happen. So we have to have the uncomfortable conversations because it is through those uncomfortable conversations that progress will be made, that everybody will be recognized, not by the color of their skin or their religious persuasion or their or their gender, people will be, will be will be will be acknowledged by what they bring to the table. This is all what black people are asking for. Tadis, I'm a black person, you know. And before anyone sees me as a black person, can you please see me as a human being first? You know, you know. And 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 unfortunately, Tadis, so as a black person, and you would notice, Tadis, we are the only ones that can actually tell you our lived experience because we have felt it, we have experienced it. We know the pain, whether it's physical, psychological, or emotional, that people go through. So, yes, and I'm glad you, Ru, the CEO of Saru, said, you know, um, if Rappi needs, you know, to be honest with what's happened, you know, and I think and we must take accountability. And this is the time, now, I think, what these guys have done, you know, and their names need to live in infamy for what they've done. But at the same time, I'm glad they've done what they've done because they are going to make Rappi now get into the conversation to talk about race. We need to speak about it, Tabiso. Otherwise, it will remain this elephant in the room, you know, that we never address. And we think that a World Cup victory in 1995, 2007, and 2019 will pay, will, will pay over. It's not. That wound will keep on oozing and oozing all the ugly parts of who we are as South Africans. And until we address it, we are never going to get full healing. We are never going to get a Tabiso. Finally, Vatango Beni, do you expect Saro to come out and respond to this, or should they come out and, and respond to what ha- what's happened in the UK? I think Saro should come out, um, as much as it's got nothing to do with them. Uh, but those players, some of them are in our stream the likes of Lloyd and Vincent Koch and, and Fav, who are in the current setup. And you know, it, it sickens me to the pit of my stomach to think that even the likes of Swayze you know, and, and the Dupree brothers and so on, uh, you know, our former Springboks and Akris and Merva, and I'm very shocked at a guy like John Ross to do something like that. And I, and I really think that, you know, um, Saru should come out and condemn, and condemn them, first of all, for, for standing up there, you know, um, bearing the South African flag, because they, they, they walk as South African, South African ambassadors and the Springbok ambassadors as well. So they should condemn, and their teammates should condemn them, you know, in the highest, you know, and, 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 and all of us, that is a South African, should condemn them because they still walk around calling themselves Springboks. And we know that, that that is something reserved to someone who plays for the, for the national rugby side here in South Africa. So I think, you know, this, yeah, it doesn't sit well with me. And whatever explanation they will give, and I heard Jack talking about the, the, uh, many of the Polynesian players, you know, and their Christianity. But for me, I, I don't see anything that would justify them not being on this side of, of, of the argument. Okay, Vatango Bene, loud and clear. Thank you for your insight on SAFM. Okay, that's where we're going to leave it. It is 8 o'clock. We have to go to news. It's full time at Loftus. It finished uh, Cape Town City 3, Mamelodi Sundowns 